0: Welcome to News Over Brews, the only podcast that breaks down the best of this week's pop culture over a nice cold beer. Sponsored by PopBreak.com. I'm your host and moderator, Al Manarino. On this week's episode, we review the latest single from Interpol, talk about the newest addition to the cast of Arrow, and Christian Bale does his best Moses impression in this week's Trailer Talk. With me, as always, is someone who almost blew up his hand lighting fireworks, Lucas Jones.
1: I am a real American, fight for the rights of every man.
0: And someone who had way too many hot dogs this weekend,
2: Ryan DeMarco. Hey Lucas, just a quick question for you. On a scale from one to America, how free are you tonight?
1: America! Woo!
0: We here at News Over Brews had a great time this weekend. And the one thing that made the weekend amazing was, of course, beer. So, Luke, what are we drinking this week?
1: Well, we're drinking a beer from Shock Top. Uh, It was a variety that I had not yet seen before. So, of course, I was intrigued that I had to go pick it up. Uh, It's a Shock Top Crisp Apple Wheat. It's a Belgian-style wheat ale brewed with cider, spices, natural honey-crisp apple flavor, and other natural flavors. It is a 5.2% alcohol by volume. Uh, IBU rating is negligible, almost useless. <laughs> um, it is not designed to be a bitter beer. It is designed to be, um, well, a honey-crisp apple ale. Uh, wheat, actually. Yes, um, Can't forget that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I picked it up, and... I didn't really know how i was going to take this one mostly because i generally try to lean away towards fruit beers unless they're being mixed into other beers uh for instance a, a dirty hoe is a frambois, which is a raspberry flavored fruit beer mixed with a hoe garden um so i usually try to stay away from fruit beers but i was like you know what it is so ungodly hot outside
2: oh my god it's murder. and
1: i have about nine dollars in my pocket
2: and those two things
1: combined. <laughs>
2: so you obviously, you picked up this beer and then you went to Taco Bell because you can get anything for <laughs> two to three bucks.
1: Right. I had four, I had 45 cents and I felt like eating nine tacos. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I, I bought it and we had it. And, I mean, I liked it actually. Uh, I have a, like I said, I, for those regular listeners of the show, I often chide people for drinking Beer with fruit in it, or fruit you do. flavoring, especially if that fruit is a lemon, in the form of lemonade. Um, <laughs> Al loves his shandies. I don't understand why, but I will say this is very good. It's not sweet at all. Uh, it's more tart. Yeah. You know, I'm getting a tartness which I really find appealing, um, and it, because when when a beer is too sweet, I find that it's cloying. It clings the taste hangs around and you get like almost like a syrupy thing going on Um, but I find that with the tart flavors you don't get that syrupy clinginess you get like a crisp finish and it's a really crisp beer it's like light it's refreshing it doesn't doesn't hang around Um, very easy to drink
2: yeah this is I find ourselves eating our own words too because I kind of agree with you with the uh, the fruity beers but yeah this is very light it's kind of like a champagne in a way, Lucas is giving me a look.
1: I thought you were going to make a champagne of beers reference. We do we do not talk about <laughs> no. no no
2: no, no 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 no. This is the champagne of not beers. No, it, it is. It's like a champagne esque type beer. It's yes. light. It's crisp. It's easy. Uh, it's something you can you know. I feel like anybody can drink. Mm-hmm. Um, then it, it's it's a little tart, as you said, but not overpowering. It's it's just it goes down really easy, and it's perfect. Like if you if you just want to just lay down. Just have a beer on the porch while the fireworks are going off. This is perfect. So, you know, kind of out of left field. Wasn't expecting it from you, Lucas, but, you know, it wasn't bad. And you said it's hot as hell outside, mm-hmm. so this was a nice alternative. It wasn't, wasn't an uh, oil stout like you <laughs> usually, uh, usually bring us.
1: Well, and the other cool thing is that I, you know, half of the six-pack I, sh- I shared with some friends of mine, um, and they don't drink beer at all. And I had them try this And they were like, no, no, no I said, no, you'll be fine, trust me I wouldn't give you something you wouldn't enjoy And they, they drank it and they said, wow This is beer? Beer can taste <laughs> like this? You know, beer is incredibly versatile And I really like the way that the The light flavor of the wheat And the light flavor of The Honeycrisp apple Like yeah. really come together very nicely So I'm going to go ahead And do a rate amount of 5 or do we rate amount of 10
2: We usually rate them out of 10
1: out of Okay, good um, I would probably go with, gosh, if a five is an average beer, I would probably go with a six and a half.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's definitely not a. It's an above average beer. It's just you know, it's an incredibly subjective scale because I lean towards, <laughs> as we know, motor oil in a can. Yeah, you do. Um, that gets you drunk just from the vapors. So, but I really <laughs> like this, and I I would I would bring this to a party. If you're standing at the the liquor store. Like oh dude, just bring a six pack or something, and you're trying to figure out what the heck you're gonna bring. Bring, shock top. This this really candy.
2: does this really does satisfy kind of everybody. It's yeah. kind of like the, because I know a lot of people, a lot of people I know have never had a a craft beer and you know, they drink vodka or something. But so if you bring this to a party, this will satisfy everyone for what it is. Uh, I would agree with you. I mean I'd probably give it like a six six and a half myself.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, well there you have it. Um, another. Summer beer added to the news over brews list. Um, and again, the one thing to keep in mind is we give a beer a six or six and a half, doesn't mean it's bad, it means it's still an above average beer, still
2: very enjoyable. For what uh, this is a summer beer, I would, if it was winter, it's another idea, it's another, another right thing.
1: Um, but yeah, so that's it. Uh, shock top, honey crisp, apple wheat, pick it up, give it a shot,
2: Alfred. On to the news,
0: yes, moving on to the news. Now, the first bit of news, some television news, also some superhero news if you really think about it. Brandon Routh, the former Superman, is now going to be playing another DC character on the upcoming third season of Arrow. He will be playing Ray Palmer, a.k.a. The Atom. And TV Line reported that um, he's an unparalleled scientist and inventor and he'll be playing an unexpected role in the lives of Oliver and the rumored love interest Felicity. I don't know why they had to mention that because Felicity and Oliver for the, the first two seasons have been... They've been friends, but it's always been like, can they be something more? It's just that that ongoing that love triangle that's in every single show and movie. Um, but he would be playing the... He's going to be the new owner of Queen Consolidated, and he wants to... Um, kind of revamp the applied science division. So obviously that's going to lead into him maybe eventually becoming the Adam, maybe at the end of the season, you know, we already saw that. Um, we already saw the, the flash um, become the flash as a, as a backdoor pilot um, for his own show, which will be airing uh, very soon. You know, the, the next TV season with September. So, actually uh people at San Diego Comic-Con are going to be seeing the f- first footage of season 3 of Arrow along with the pilot for uh Constantine and the Flash so it's just a little tidbit there but rye uh we've always been fans of Brandon Routh um you know obviously his biggest role ever was Superman Return you know Superman and Superman Returns um but you know he's been in things like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, another comic book adaptation. He's also been in Dylan Dog: Dead of Night, another comic book adaptation, and uh, Zach Amiri, He had a pretty funny role in that. Um, also, he was in one of my favorite shows ever uh, for a really long guest role uh, in Chuck. So, uh, what do you think of the casting? I know you haven't watched Arrow, but um, obviously you're you know a fan of the comic books. So, what do you think of? Uh, this choice.
2: Well, I love it. Uh, like as you said, I'm a fan of Brandon Routh. I'm kind of like it that he's getting a second chance, if you will, because I feel like he was kind of shoved into the limelight when he was Superman. No one really knew him. Uh, he really didn't get a whole lot of shots, even being Superman in that movie. The movie was very underwhelming, and as much as I like him, they didn't give him really a good shot. And like I feel like he kind of his career kind of suffered from that. You know, he really is out of his control, and he kind of. I mean he was in a few good things, but you know, he really kinda fell out of the public's eye for a while and this is a good way to bring him back. He can kinda resurrect his career in a way. Uh I so I kinda love it. I I, I actually kinda wanna start watching Arrow Guy. You've always been telling me it's a good show, it's addicting and I'm probably gonna get back to it, get onto it, but um I feel like he'll have a key he's gonna have a key role on it, but I feel like he's gonna add more to the show, uh, his personality, what he can offer and you were saying Oh, you were. I guess you were kind of guessing that he would kind of turn into the Adam by the end of the season, right? Mm -hmm. I I guess yeah. If he's a, I guess he's a key character. He'll probably lay the groundwork out, and then, you know, I'm sure he'll have his own storyline going. Probably by the either this season or next season, he'll be a fully functional superhero. So this is exciting. Um, It makes more viewers want to tune in because I know a lot of people like him, and I'm I'm really happy he's getting a second shot. Really. Now, Luke,
0: have you ever seen uh, Superman Returns? I have not. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say go out and see Superman Returns. Um, it's not particularly a fantastic film. Uh, you know, Brian Singer, the, the one who's responsible for making X-Men relevant, and pretty much every comic book movie relevant with making uh, X-Men in 2000, um, you know, he tried to make, he tried to, instead of rebooting Superman... He tried to make a sequel to uh, Christopher Reeve's, you know, classic, iconic role. And, you know, he picked Brandon Routh because he kind of looked like him. And it was just, it was wasted opportunity. So um, I'm very excited for, um, obviously I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, Brandon Routh in Arrow because I'm a huge fan of the show. And I think he will be a fantastic Adam and I, I like that they're building this uh, television universe because, honestly, honestly at this point, they're actually doing better in television than they are in film. So look out for Brennan Routh in Season 3 of Arrow.
2: Speaking of superheroes, Al, I believe you were privileged to uh, see some footage recently. What was it?
0: Yeah, for an, another amazing week of just awesome things that have been happening to me. Last week uh, or two weeks ago, I got to go to the Transformers 4 premiere this week, I actually got to see the uh, 17 minutes of exclusive footage from Guardians of the Galaxy, which is coming out August 1st. So, I, uh, I entered uh, to get these tickets, and uh, we got to go see the footage in IMAX. We got an exclusive like little mini poster from the film. Um, so, as quick as possible, I want to give you my reaction. Wow. Wow. I can't stress that enough there has never been a movie that's been post uh, post converted in 3d this well ever I always say like if you don't shoot it in 3d don't put it in 3d I hate when you know they 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 take these films and they try to post convert it it never works this one looks incredible it is awesome it really should be in 3d because the scope of this film is just massive what we got to see, you know, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but um, they've shown you um, in, in past trailers, in TV clips of them in prison. You know, they, they seem like the doing the like the whole usual suspects line and all that stuff. So what we got to see is them in prison and then them escaping prison. Uh, so it was like almost the complete scene from start to finish. It was just excellent. Um, the earliest impression I will give, and this is the last thing I will do. Obviously, I'm excited for this movie, and I can't wait to see it. But I will, but I will say th- this: that Rocket steals the show. Rocket Raccoon, played by, uh, voiced by Bradley Cooper, is awesome. He's hilarious. He kind of makes the movie. Uh, but the whole cast is great. I was, I was. I didn't understand why they, they picked Dave Bautista because, you know, he's a wrestler. He probably has no acting skills. But then you have to think about it. He's a wrestler. He has to have acting skills. He's actually pretty good. Uh, and uh, Chris Pratt. I mean, this movie is going to is gonna make his career. This this is going to put him on the map. It really is. So uh, I'm so excited to see this movie. And uh, August 1st can't come soon enough. Moving on to music news. Rai, something awesome happened today. Why don't you fill
2: us in? You're correct, Al. Today we got the first chance to hear a new single from the uh, new album coming in September from Interpol called "El Pinter." It was a music video uh, called "All the All the Rage Back Home," and uh, I was surprised because you know I haven't been following them for a long time. It's been uh, about four years since their last self-titled album, Interpol, which I didn't find that great. I know you didn't either, Al. So uh, we've been huge fans since you know, for years since we've been in high school. So you know, uh, I was surprised uh, upon listening, upon listening to the first few seconds of it, I'm like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But then it finally hits you with that explosion of just Paul Banks, the leader of Interpol. It just hits you with that. Of it just it just hits you with that Interpol. If you listen to them, you know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, without giving too much away, for, and so you can go listen to it for yourself, it was absolutely great. I think it blew away the first album already. I cannot wait to listen to the rest of the tracks. Al, I know you agree with me. Um, I do. What did you think? Did you
0: well, like I it? got I, yeah, I loved it. I got to see Interpol at the Governor's Ball, uh, first time in four years. Haven't seen them uh, since they were touring with their that new album that me and Ryan were that crazy about. Uh, there was a couple. I mean, Barricade was fantastic on there, but the whole album—it uh, just kind of fell flat to me. It was we we waited so long to get some new material from them, and you know they didn't rise up to the occasion, I guess. But this new album, the songs that I heard, they played a couple of new songs at Governor's Ball. Incredible, just it just sounds so much better. Um, Paul Banks, you mentioned uh, the lead singer, just so iconic for just you know his you know his voice it's just so different from everything else out there. And, uh, he was actually very happy and very, you know, uh, (laughs) he was interacting with the crowd and seeing them. That's quite different from when we saw exactly. I've seen them twice before then. And he never does that. He's very, very stoic and very, uh, you
2: know, he's very focused,
0: very focused. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I love the new track, uh, all the rage back home. Um, you know, I posted it on our our Facebook page and I said, you know, if you're a, if you're a fan of interpol you have to listen to this if you never listened to interpol before go listen to their discography because that it's that that kind of band like once you listen to them you're going to really get into them uh luke i don't know how you actually feel about interpol um i remember you used to used to tease me with that cover of obstacle one but then you never actually learned the whole song just the beginning but uh are, are you excited did you did you like what you hear what you heard yeah, it? I
1: liked what I heard. It was catchy. It was pretty cool. You know, Interpol has always been like, I haven't hated them. Uh, they're, they're, all their stuff has been pretty cool. Um, their guitar work, I find very interesting. You know, what they can do melodically with the guitar is uh, is pretty cool. And he's got a great voice. What was his name again? Paul Banks. Paul Banks got a fantastic voice that works really well with the sound they're trying to achieve. Um, so I really liked it. You know, But I have to fall back on the Lucas Jones scale of rating music. It's a very simple scale. And there are two options. Okay. Slayer or not Slayer. <laughs> Interpol's new single is not Slayer. Um, and so unfortunately it fails that, that test. Uh, but for, for being not Slayer, it's pretty good, I have to say. You've been
0: using that joke since our first episode, and I feel like I, it's I don't never think it's
1: funny. It's not a joke. It's hilarious. I that find is, it. That's how it funny. I rate my music: is it Slayer? Or is it not Slayer? <laughs> That's an odd way to rate music.
2: That's like you, how you rate beer: is it good or not?
1: Is it an Imperial Motor Oil Stout, or <laughs> is it a sham? <laughs> or is it water? Um, is it a no, ten? Yeah. Is I mean, it ten fifty, a or is it useful not Useful scale 50? because what it does, and you hear me out on this: it, it allows me to. To go in two different directions, like I can, I can take Interpol, a band which, like, I'm kind of, you know, like it's not my cup of tea. It's not Slayer, but it's pretty good, you know. It it allows me to get a little bit more nuanced with my my ratings instead of going like, oh, you know, I like it, but it's not my thing. It's a seven. Yeah, you know, it's false advertising. Whereas I, I can say, Lucas Jones, it's you know, it's not Slayer, but it's pretty good.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, the new Interpol single is awesome the album comes out in uh september lucas thinks it's not slayer but it's pretty good and he even tried to put a little this weekend in metal into there as well um but yeah definitely but yeah definitely keep an eye out um on all things interpol especially if you're a fan uh you know we're going to our last bit for the evening and the thing we always say for last trailer talk. This week we're looking at Exodus. Uh, I don't even know what the subtitle of this movie is. Gods and Men, Gods and Kings, Kings and Gods, Kings and Queens by Thirty Seconds of Mars.
1: I don't know. Well, I mean, the the story of Moses is the battle of the God versus the King.
0: Whatever. I don't like sub like subtitles with uh with my movie titles like. I was a big fan of Iron Man because it was Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. Now we got Thor The Dark World and, uh, you know, Captain America The Winter Soldier. Just just put a number there, man. I really don't need the subtitles. But rants aside, uh, this new movie directed by Ridley Scott and starring Christian Bale, um, it, it kind of goes with that that trend that Hollywood kind of puts the same movie twice in the same year. We saw that uh, most recently... Not most recently, but a couple years ago we saw it with uh, No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. They were literally the exact same plot with different people. So now we kind of have... We have Noah. uh, Darren Aronofsky's Noah that just recently came out. And now we have uh, Moses. Story of Moses in uh, Exodus. uh, Gods and Kings. I don't know. So uh, the first trailer landed online. And Ridley Scott's a great director. Don't get me wrong. But... I The trailer, it looks cool. I was pretty impressed by the uh, the, the, the effects and everything. Um, right, who is playing uh, Ramsey?
2: Ramsey is played by Joel Edgerton.
0: Edgerton. Now, uh, he has been really blowing up lately. He was in The Great Gatsby. He was in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He's kind of been a little bit everywhere. So you, you have him playing Ramsey, and then you have Christian Bale playing Moses. A thing that I did not like about the trailer was, aren't they both... It's supposed to be Egyptian? Yes.
1: Well, um <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bible time with Lugas.
1: Air class sit down. Um take your seats, put your cell phones away. Uh well, yeah, so what what happened is is that they're they are sort of kind of M- Moses um uh, was given up at birth and as legend has it was sent down the river in a basket made of reeds uh, and was picked up by Ramsey's mother. And Ramses' mother raised him as her own son. And so they grew up as essentially brothers. But they come from different uh, national backgrounds, if I remember correctly. That Ramses is legitimately Egyptian, whereas Moses was... Um, identifies more as, like, a Jewish. So he's usually portrayed as more, like, white, for lack of a better term, uh, than the Egyptians are portrayed in the same film. We can look at Charlton Heston's masterpiece... Um, for more evidence of that, I was talking to Ryan before about, ultimately, we will judge this movie up to Charlton Heston. Obviously. And it will... Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go in with preconceived notions, because, I mean, no. it looked pretty good.
2: You know what? It looked better than I anticipated, because, you know, I, I just got the bad taste of Noah out of my mouth. That sounds really bad. But uh, I meant that from... Horrible. I meant that from the trailer. We We butchered the trailer a few months back, and we all had a grand old time. Um, but this does actually look like a step up. It looks more entertaining than Noah did. I don't know whether it's because of just how the footage looked, how the, st- the different stories, but Ridley Scott is a talented director, a storyteller. We all enjoy Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton. It looks like Gladiator 2 from the footage-wise because it's made from the same guy. It did have a few interesting shots. Uh, the landscape, especially like as Lucas pointed out, uh, at the end, you see, um, you see the horse running away from the giant wave coming towards it. That was interesting. Uh, it looks like this one has some bite to it, and um, it looks pretty interesting.
1: Well, I mean, I think the thing that um, Ridley really Scott is known for is his cinematography, the actual shot selection. Um, and the shot selection can take a movie from being mediocre and make it either ridiculously bad or really good. So if you've got – I mean, look at a movie like Avatar – Avatar was a very bland story, but the cinematography was phenomenal, and so it ended up being a good movie. So I feel like even if it's just personal preference, I find Ridley Scott's cinematography to be fantastic, and Darren Aronofsky has always been a little off-putting to me. Um, so I, that that might be why I enjoyed the trailer. You know, we all know the story. Well, a, a lot of us know the story of Noah, um, and uh, freeing the slaves and all that jazz. Um, but. A little dramatic reinterpretation could be cool. Especially if it's done properly. And from the short minute and 30 second preview that we got just now, it looks promising. So I'm excited. I say I might go see it, but um, like, I mean, you guys have always been yelling at me for my abysmal rate of going to see movies. You miss a lot. Um, I haven't seen a movie since... um, Oh geez, I want to say the dictator, Fantasia. which was written by Charlie Chaplin um, in 1932. I haven't seen a movie since then. You
2: caught a few class. You missed a few classics. Yeah,
1: I, I missed a few. You missed a couple, of movies. You missed a couple mm-hmm. of movies,
0: but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all going to probably go see Exodus. I mean, Ridley Scott's last movie, I guess, was was it Prometheus? Yeah. So um, Prometheus. Prometheus was beautiful. I mean, it was beautifully shot. Going back to cinematography, it was excellent. Um, definitely one of the, the the coolest movies I've ever seen. Was that a great movie? No, not really. But, um, you know, we're probably going to go see Exodus. I wasn't crazy about the trailer. Maybe I just have to see more. So I'm going to judge it by that. I want to see more. So... Yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated when uh, the next trailer comes out. We'll probably post it on our Facebook page. And uh, if we ever get around to start using Twitter more, it might be on there as well. Well, that's going to wrap it up here for another episode of News Over Brews. I'm Al Manarino, and Lucas, you really need to start watching more movies.
2: I'm Ryan DeMarco, and unfortunately, I rooted for Brazil.
1: I'm Lucas Jones, and fortunately for me, I rooted for Germany. Although, we can all agree there's only one winner, and that's the United States of America. USA. 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 Man, you guys suck at this.
0: Thanks for listening.